Hello and welcome to the Life is Storytelling podcast. I'm your host, Chris Pierce, here with Ernest. Hello. And we're here with another rendition of Side Stories, where we just have somebody on who we'll introduce in a minute. Um, and we'll, we review a movie of their choice, and then in the back half we do a top three based off something from the movie. This one's going to be good. It is really fun, and it's actually like the perfect antithesis to the first one we did, because this yeah. one's toxic relationships. Absolutely, completely different movies and like opposite lists. I, I love it. Yeah, 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 because yeah. what was the last one? It was just our favorite cinematic couples. Right, with yeah. Harry, when Harry met Sally. That's right, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and favorite couples. So switching it around <laughs> this time. You'll, you could love to hate them, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. Just a little bit. Um, but... In the front half of this, we are re- reviewing the Ari Aster film *Midsummer*. I know a lot of people are probably booing us right now because it's not very well loved, but I'm just kidding. No, it's a very, it's a very highly regarded film. When it came out, though, it was like fifty-fifty. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's just the way things go with like the slow burn films. I didn't see *Hereditary* for a while mm. until it was out for a good minute. Gotcha. Um, and then *Midsummer* came like right after that. Oh. So my Ari Aster experience was like boom, boom. Gotcha. It was pretty great. Gotcha. Yeah, as an actual fan who saw each one in theaters, I, I really appreciate his work as well. We might as well just wait for Bo as well to be out for a while, and then we'll go check that out since you love him so much. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm absolutely not doing that. Um, no matter how much y'all might make me wait, I refuse to let that happen. But with that, let's introduce our guests. We are here joined by Miranda. Hey. That works. Okay. Hi, so, hey, hello. How's hello. it going? Um, what are your opening thoughts? Just a general, like it, don't like it, love it, whatever, of Midsummer. So, I mean, I picked this movie, so obviously I love it. Um, great movie. When I first watched it, I didn't know it was by the same person who did Hereditary. And so, like, I was like, this is really similar to something. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's the same person. Um, but yeah, I love it. I think um, I immediately had to watch it again because there are so many things um, that were foreshadowed throughout the film that you didn't realize was being foreshadowed and then you would catch it. So definitely I've watched it multiple times, but when it first came out, I watched it a few times just to catch everything that um, was going on. Uh, there's just a lot of different aspects of this movie, I think, that are really interesting. Um, you know, the relationships throughout the movie, um, the traditions that they have, um, the relationship between nature and everything. So there's just a lot to catch in this movie, and I love it. There is a ton of stuff in this movie. Um, but Ernest, what did you think of Midsummer? I fucking love this shit, man. Now on to me. I'm just kidding. I go on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. It's It's... It's great. It's beautiful. Like one thing about Ari, like when he drops one, it's going to look nice. Like, and we've already seen it with what's to come in uh, Bo is Afraid. There's a lot going on in that. There's a lot <laughs> going on. And there's so much of it looks so cool in like so many different ways. Um, I definitely, <laughs> so y'all might think I'm silly for this, uh, but I never noticed how wavy everything is when they're on shrooms in this movie. Well, was that because you were high yourself? I, the in movie? the whole, in, in uh, maybe uh, the entire last part of the movie, I never noticed that every like the the flowers are like breathing on her and stuff. I never picked up on that shit. Okay, and just like you said, like going back and watching it again, you pick up on all these things that you didn't pick up on before, 
and oh man, it's it's so worth rewatching. It is absolutely big time, um, and that's not with every movie. You know? Yeah, I mean, not um, every movie is just super rewatchable. I don't think right. anybody is going like, I need to watch Grave of the Fireflies immediately after it. <laughs> oh my God, please no, please no. That movie's great. I'm talking I, about I the sadness for the record. Every Saturday, I watch Old Yeller. Yeah, <laughs> if you stop before the end, you might have a winner. And, but Midsummer, on the other hand, which is just fucking miserable the whole way through, mm. like, uh, like especially like the score in this movie just tenses me up so fucking much. And he has a real knack for that as well, mm. of just putting these cringy ass sounds and making it kind of sound like music, but it's definitely getting your shoulders up by yeah. your ears. Like, ah, fuck. And like, when you look at something like Hereditary, the clicks. Oh man, Like yeah. that's just super, and that's a good trailer just to talk about. Because they implement the trailer with like the, the score of the trailer. Oh, <laughs> so good. Oh. Yeah, and because we just watched the trailer before this, mm. even the trailer is just masterfully put together. Mm. I, I was like, I just noticed they show some feet like floating up off the ground. And it looks like somebody might be levitating in this movie. But then you watch the movie and that's just her sitting down in bed. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, that's fucking genius, you know. But, um, yeah, man, um, I love this movie with a passion. Um, of the Christ. One of my favorite horrors out there, for sure. But still can't top Hereditary for you. Right. That's okay. Just behind it, though. I'm not going to hate you for just it. Just behind it. I'm not going to hate you. So, it's wait, just, so is he your favorite horror director right now? Oh man! It's, Top of mind, of course. Maybe there's one that's not coming up. Like right, uh, right now, yeah. Like between him and Jordan Peele, right now. Okay. Yeah. Which like, oh, like I told you, like my rule of three. Right? Yeah, like, it's the same thing because I think three is what you need for a franchise of like anything. Right. So that right. makes sense. That's so fair. like like three bangers from a director and like you know what? That's a good director. I can't wait to see the rest of their shit. I'm sure Jordan Peele will get at least one at some point. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's wonderful. But Ari, we're about to get his third. We are about to get his so, third. And, it, and if it's a banger, then, you know, he's definitely like in the conversation. Right okay. Now. Yeah. But you wouldn't put Del Toro in, your, in that conversation. No, uh, you said right now. Well, Del Toro still They've all had with, movies come out uh, recently. Del Toro just hasn't had a horror movie come out in a while. Okay. Yeah. Some would say losing their child's horrific, but it's fine. Um, Pinocchio is not the same thing for everybody. Um, look out, Jace. Did but you think that was a horror movie? No. Oh, okay. So, it, first of all, it could be taken out as a horror movie for somebody. True. <laughs> um, Darren Aronofsky, I didn't mean to put this as a tangent, but he considers every one of his movies, uh, other than The Whale, because this is an interview before that came out, mm -hmm. a horror movie. Because um, he says there's different ways to perceive them that would be terrifying in a certain situation. Like the like Requiem for a Dream, for example, if you're recovering from drug use or know somebody who has, you're going to see some horrific things in that movie. Right. I am creeped out by Elmo. So if I watch Sesame Street, that's like a horror series. And then I have E.T. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you know what? Some people might think Pinocchio is scary. <laughs> there you and go. maybe you shouldn't judge. But Chris, what do you think of Midsummer? I think you can take the summer out and that sums it up. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just shit. kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it's great. It's great. I made sure to have that written down so I didn't forget it. So um, <laughs> you're absolutely right about the foreshadowing, uh, Miranda. God, you shouldn't have. We have another friend named Amanda, and I hate that y'all's names like rhyme. Um, but I will say, because something I didn't catch the first time. Well, I mean, I probably saw it, but it doesn't mean anything the first time you see it. But after, I should have said this at the beginning. We will have spoilers for Midsummer. <gasps> It's been out for four years. 
but nothing really has been spoiled yet so we're good we're covered um but yes spoiler for midsummer came out 2019 um after the tragedy you see danny laying on a uh, bike what Uh, a couch and above the couch there's a portrait of a little girl wearing a crown kissing a giant bear and i was like Ah, it's right there. <laughs> it's right there. And it stays on that for like a solid, like, it feels like two minutes. I'm not, that's, not, that, I, I feel like that's perfect. It just lets you sink it in. Um, but that is just an example of the, the things you can go back and find second time around. And for that yeah. to be there so early is insane. Well, I mean, the opening scene is of like everything that's going to happen up until the very end. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, it tells you right there what's going to happen mm-hmm. and just you don't, what the fuck's going on exactly exactly um but i do think this is quite good i myself would put this above hereditary um though hereditary does scare me more it does scare me more um because tony collette but i'm just kidding no but um for midsummer i really appreciate the horror aesthetic being presented to you in a bright sunny way yeah because it's it's more unnerving than scary i would say and like even when you see a couple of old old people fall, jump, whatever you want to call it. Um, just as the su- sunlight would allude to, nothing. You you see everything. This movie shows you everything. All the gore. And uh oh, this guy's not dead yet. Bop. <laughs> just a little love tap. A little love tap, absolutely. Um, but I love all of that. I think that's great. Um, what I do not love, which is the thing I hated the most about the first time I watched it, and I think you're supposed to. Christian's awful. Oh, he's terrible. He's so Absolutely. bad. And the thing is, other than one scene, he's bad all the way through. He's awkwardly bad. Like, he's just, super awkward. Yeah. But I think when he's awkward, I think those are like the funniest parts. Um, <laughs> like when he's like trying to, I didn't forget your birthday. Anyway, but <laughs> it's such an earnest thing to do. Just like stop, stop, just, just stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he is, I'm glad you caught it though. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but... That's not me saying I think that performance is bad. I think I think he acts it just fine. Um, but he he's so awful. Like uh, the whole time yeah. I was just like, dude, break break up with her. Break, just break up with her. They were together four years. And I hate when people bring up the argument. There was a traumatic situation that happened and he had to wait. That's not an excuse. What'd you have, Ernest? So I have to ask you, um, like, so he's about to break up with her, right? And then she gets that call. Mm-hmm. At what point after that, does it become like a healthy thing to break up with her? Oh, wait. you don't do it that same night while she's crying. Well, yeah, anything, but also right? I think healthy is being used un- incorrectly there. It's not unhealthy to break up with someone you don't have feelings for, no matter what the situation. But but morally would you correct break up with her like right after. But also from the way you know his character from beginning to end, he said, "Okay, I'll break up with her." I don't believe for a minute he was going to. No, I mean, look, and this is not me defending him. He's a hundred percent a piece of shit. Like. I, absolutely um but like you know don't invite her to sweden anything like that but especially when you tell your friends i'm not going to invite i pretended to invite her but, to sweden but at what point do you say i i can't wait to do this i'm so sorry but we have to you break up with her before this before sweden before the tragedy Oh, he because oh. as his friends allude to when they have their conversation, he goes back and forth on the very topic multiple times in the time they've been together. And then he does. And it's and I'm not going to blame Danny. She's a super victim here. But at the same time, um, she even brings it up like I, I know he's going to break up with me. I can feel it. And 
and she's like, Any what type if I'm of pushing him away and yeah. all this stuff? Like, she's scared of just doing things. That- every time she just, every time she tries to, re- and this is at the beginning. Obviously, things change, but every time she tries to stand up for herself, anytime she tries to like understand something, anytime that she just uh, almost feels like she tries to talk. I'm being a little dramatic with that. If he doesn't agree with it, or he feels like he's the one being attacked, he gaslights her. Yeah, he retaliates in an overly negative way, um, or he just tries to leave. Like I'm and I don't mean leave. break up yeah. with her. He yeah. just tries to leave the room. <laughs> um, and obviously, the 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 outer thing here is like, well, where would your movie be? That's not the point. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it's just like for like for him as a person. Yeah, yeah, we know like, it didn't work out that way. Exactly. And for the sake of the movie, we're glad that. It yeah, didn't and I'm glad they went way. to there. And honestly, she got her, she got what she needed. He got his comeuppance. Um, he had a lot to bear in that situation, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's little like, drums there. So, would you then have a different point aside from before this all ha- before that happened with her parents for? When would have been a good time for him to break up with her? And we are asking Miranda specifically right now. So, I mean, it's hard to tell, like, the time lapse between when the tragedy happens to when, like, she gets invited to Sweden. Obviously, it's, like, snowing and stuff in the movie. And then when they're going, it's, like, what, literally summer, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So, I mean, there's been a good six months there. I mean, as, you know, somebody that's thinking that someone's going to break up with me and the only reason why they're staying with me is because of this tragedy that I had. Um, I would rather sooner than later, like kind of thing where I'm not depending on this person. So, mm-hmm. I mean, appropriate time, probably a couple months, you know, let it marinate for a little bit what's going on and then just cut it off. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he fucked up by not breaking up with her beforehand because look <laughs> what happened. I mean, I'm just going to say karma, but that's kind of his deal. For sure. <laughs> so ca- karma comes knocking yeah. on that door. Maybe a little harsh, but. Uh, but, but it's not for us to say. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know what had happened? And I, I think everyone unanimously at the end of this movie is like good for her yeah good for her definitely i will feel a little bad for the bear but it's fine <laughs> i like to think he got fed well beforehand keep him big keep him strong i don't know um but no it's great i don't i'm not hating on it it's just christian himself i'm just like uh you're you're a dick <laughs> and then his friends like hyping him up and then when they see her they're like oh hey like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll get into his friends night. in a minute <laughs> except for pele He's pretty cool. Pele is, granted, obviously he's somewhat of an orchestrator here, but somehow him being like, I'm really glad you're coming to this. We're doing that. He still is not as bad as Christian. So no, not nearly. Not saying something. I don't know. That's pretty fucked up to say, but yeah. And he's so nice to Danny. Obviously he has reasons, but, but at the, nice. the end of the day, he's just super. Yeah, I know, <laughs> dude. Like he's so sweet. He's a sweet guy. I let him sacrifice me. It's fine. Do you think that's him actually being like genuinely sweet or is he just like bringing lambs to the slaughter? Um, like, do you so because I, I feel like there's an instance here you're pointing at. Are you, are you asking if he was ever friends with him? Yeah. Like, did he really care about these people that he called his friends? I think stuff, he cared about or was it all just. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he wants her to join the community from like when he they first sit down on that couch and have the conversation about her going to Sweden and stuff. He's he's already hinting that like she's gonna be the next May Queen Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, But also, because I do think some of it was he was somewhat friends with them. Um, 
Because bear in mind, not every single one of them ended up being sacrificed because he invited them. Some of them just broke rules. They fucked up. Two yeah. of them specifically. And there's even a thing where two other people get got picked as volunteers as that sacrifice. And then one person picked randomly. What about the English people, though? You should never ask that. They get what they get. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that one is because, like, they're disrespecting their traditions. Like, they start going off on them once they, like, you know splat yeah and then they start sure. going off on everybody which like, is the most reasonable reaction and they honestly. stop and try to explain to them why this is okay like how they view it and stuff and they're still like no nah, fuck that which i get completely yeah, but yeah, then yeah. they're storming off and shit and so you just dis- disrespected them while they're trying to do one of the things that they only do what every 90 years or whatever yeah so, yeah, like, yeah. Just, it's literally once in a lifetime their ceremony why wouldn't they be like you know what gone i think the the splat thing though i guess that's what we're calling it right (laughs) i think the splat thing is on somebody's birthday when they turn 72 yeah right so that's not that's kind of like almost not an everyday thing but that's a common thing right true true because unless they have different ways that they like go about killing them or something like that but um because yeah they talk about those phases of life or whatever and they just like end it at 72 well he even tells her though she was like so what happens when you get to 72 and he just like makes the hand notion like done and she's like haha and he's like no nah, bitch no for real like no <laughs> take me serious right now but um and then uh, the way that and again terrible person but the way that christian breaks it down he's like i mean that's their culture like they probably like we see that as cruel but they probably see us putting our elderly in nursing homes as cruel so like we have to try to see it from their perspective. Now he does say that in a very pretentious way, and he's yeah. just trying to get what he wants. But I mean, he kind of has a point. He explained it just could have been put differently, especially when she's like freaking the fuck out. Like maybe yeah. maybe that's not the maybe we don't lead with that. Maybe you know we 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 calm her down first. Pele and his he said it's his brother. Are we assuming that is actually his brother? The guy who brought the English people. I guess their community, whatever. He called him his brother. We're going to say his brother. Um, I think they both could have been a little more upfront with like, hey, this is about to happen. Because when, obviously, Danny does ask that question and whatnot. um, I forgot who it is. I think it's um, the one who's actually doing the thesis before Christian takes it. I think it's Josh. Mm -hmm, I think his name is. Um, He asks, like, he keeps asking, what is it? And he's like, it's better if you see it. That's that's what Pele kept saying, kept saying, and I'm like, after you see it, because at that moment I forgot exactly what they were talking about. I was like, oh, we're here. It's not better if you see it, man. It's it's not, <laughs> unless you're wanting your people to overreact and then get in trouble. But that happens with again a character we don't really know much about with the brother. And that's the thing with me is that I feel like they're not so nice that they're more just manipulative, like the entire time, like. Because at first they just come off like real genuine guys that just kind of like fit into any clique and just can get along with people like. Super and are you talking well. about Pele and this brother guy specifically? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm yes. just I'm asking for yeah, clarification. Those two Following guys you. that like brought new people yeah. in. So I think that it's all like a fucking act, bro. I think that they are just acting like that to bring them home. Like I said, like lambs to the slaughter. That's but, fair. Because uh, regardless whether you like him or not, with the process that is apparently followed every 90 years, there is that potential chance that the people you bring are going to be not coming back with you. And I mean, 
because like he seemed to have like had these motives since the beginning because like when they're in the bar like christian and all his friends and the waitress walks away and uh will polter's character what's yep. his name he's uh, such an asshole i, um, I want to say mark yeah mark. yeah he's like see you could be getting her pregnant right now mm. and like at that point pele says and think of all the sweetest girls you could be impregnating mm. like this summer and like that's literally what he does when he gets there so i think that he had these motives since they fucking and you're not wrong you know but at the same like but i do think danny was not part of the plan i think she was because he didn't do anything to manipulate anybody to get her to go i don't know he gives me that vibe man well that's a vibe which proves that there's no proof for it um (laughs) there's just some lines or two like when they're sitting on that couch having that happens after she already says she's going and it seems like from there on, like, yeah, once she, once she decides plans. to go, he's all for it. Yes. Yeah. But he doesn't do anything to make her go. No. Yeah. She's only yeah. she's only gets she's only able to go because of Christian's um, insecurity and inability to confront her. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Which ends up funny enough, making it so he can't do this to anybody else. Yeah. So, like, when you think about um, his name's Ingmar, the friend, like Ingmar. the brother. Yeah. That's a good name, too. Yeah. Real, real catchy. Um, so he tells the story about how they met. Like, actually, me and Connie were dating first. And he, she was like, hold the fuck That's up. That's right. We're not dating. Like, we had went out one time and then I met him. And so you think maybe he, like, brought them because he got rejected by her or, like, she, like, kind of humiliated. Hum- oh, humiliated. Sorry. Um, her during this process that so kind of makes you think there's motive. So what did they do to, you know, maybe they did yeah, something yeah, similar, yeah. like just shitty people. And he was like, I'll bring them. But I don't think Danny was ever a part of it because he never tried to convince her interact like any time before. And she was never with other than that one party. And I'm sure there were some parties beforehand because obviously the his, um, Christian's friends knew who she was. Um, but there's a lot of hangouts where she's not there. Yeah. He's out with the guys and whatnot. Smoking um, res. Yeah, <laughs> eating pizza. Um, even so, even that early phone conversation where she's like, "Hey, are we gonna hang out tonight?" In that moment, um, before she gets into like the worry of what's going on and whatnot, when she's just like, "Hey, can?" Uh, he says he's smoking pot, and he's he says he's about to eat pizza with uh, I think it's Josh. I don't remember. Um, she she's asking, "Can we still hang out after later tonight?" And he is like. Um, sure that's fine <laughs> oh do we have some plans like yeah not, not but it didn't sound like they had concrete plans and in this moment this is one of the like i think the only moment that i was like dude you're justified to be like I, i'm not able to do that like not tonight maybe another yeah, night. yeah, like, yeah. It's easy just to and then of course when that tragedy calls comes in everything else goes away you go help her all that good stuff that's when my favorite part starts the ugly crying the oh she's great yeah the, with the music very mm-hmm. ominous to- mm-hmm. the ominous tones and then the crying ah it's beautiful it I is love so we love a sad florence pew here at this podcast <laughs> um she does it so well she does she does it super well i don't think she's had to do like a, like a sad performance like this since but at the same time it's very specific what happens to her at the beginning um but i did want to say an issue i had is something that i think could have been improved on why i don't i don't hold this to like masterpiece standards is just um because i do think it's great don't think i don't I think every one of the male characters is just like one dimensional douchebags. 
They're not very layered. They don't really have motivations outside of anything. And I get it. I get it. We're here for Florence Pugh, who is as layered as you can be. That's, again, why I'm not saying it's bad. But I do think we could have gotten some more and maybe felt a little bit more in the the end scene other than just happy for her. If, like, maybe we didn't think Christian was just awful the whole time or understood a motivation here or two. Apparently in the director's cut, which doesn't add much, but it adds one full scene that has another nice moment for um, Christian where he's there for Danny. I don't know the specifics because I didn't want to spoil it because I tried to see if I could find it, but it's not streaming anywhere. Um, but I was like, oh, maybe he tried. He di- he tried it. Because I do feel like maybe there's some, maybe a little bit more you're supposed to be feeling at the end of this movie. But at, but I'm also happy just being like, you know, good for you, Danny. Good for you. Um. And I mean, I guess I guess you're right in that each of the guys kind of has like one characteristic that just um, stands out like a lot. Like even Will Poulter is the comedic, the comedic effect of just being a douche, uh, an asshole. He's just awful. Yeah, he's he's. I think no, I will say, Tell him what the tree is for because it just looks dead. Or like a pre. A it looks pre- like a dead tree. Yeah, no, like, that didn't feel like completely his fault. That one thing. Like, and it's just, but also, like, Will Poulter, you're in, because that's so in the open. <laughs> yeah. And behind that tree, it doesn't look like it's very far. There's woods. Yes. <laughs> like, like, why wouldn't you? Yes. But, yeah, no, that just looks like a dead tree. Well, it seems so important to bring that up. But to your credit, maybe he didn't want to, he wanted to leave those landmines out there for his friends to stumble upon. He's, he's, I think the comedic parts of this are, like, so good. When oh, they're great. When he's fucking tripping. When they first uh, go on shrooms, and I don't like new like, people. What time is it? <laughs> and they're like, it's nine thirty p.m. And he's like, but the sky is blue. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's great. Oh, I don't like new people. I don't want new people. <laughs> oh man, I. But oh, in in that scene too, I, I of course noticed like the grass coming through her hands mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and then later on you see it coming through But her the feet. way the tree, they're like, look at the tree, it's breathing. And it's like breathing. I didn't notice that at the wow. end. Wow. Oh, at the end. Because that happens also during earlier, but that's fine. Yeah. And they definitely say like, look at the tree. Mm-hmm. But then um, as she's walking to, I think they do such a good job of like showing what a bad trip is like, mm-hmm. you know, um, just that like paranoid feeling how everything's just distorting. She walks by a group of people laughing and she, and she thinks that it's all at her and stuff like that. Yeah. And then her like running through the woods and stuff too. It's just so intense. And then it just like blacks out and goes to the next. I, I love, love when, it. and they show it in the trailer, but I love the, when she goes in the porta potty. Oh yeah. And it's just, you see a glimpse of her sister with the mask on. Oh, ooh, it's fucked. And then she looks in the mirror, which is always a bad idea when you're on shrooms from, what I googled. So like you see the sister in the mirror, um, but then you also see them later on in the movie when she wins May Queen, and like you yeah. see him in the crowd, and she's mm. like, "What the fuck?" Like just Mom? walking by, yeah. Like it just trips me out, and her sister's all creepy in the back, like, mm. I don't know, lady, like you did some shady shit. You you did like double double murder suicide thing going on. Like it was just yeah. creepy to see her again. It's such you, a good setup. When you first see the sister, I mean, you don't see how she actually looks. You see how she's dead and just like taped up and stuff. It just wild so when i actually got a good shot of her i was like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you're not in the rest of the movie um but speaking of that opening because we've actually like barely touched on that i love the opening i don't want that to happen to anybody that's awful with the mural oh you, you're talking about what happens with the sister and the parents yes i'm sorry no yeah uh, the movie first opens up it has that mural that pretty much shows the entire yeah she'd already brought that up yeah 
I thought that's what you were talking about. No, yeah. I didn't want to double. I didn't want to make it seem like I didn't hear Miranda. Go for it. Good job. Um, no, <laughs> no, but like literally the just this is the shot that just it's filmed in such a way where you think the parents are just asleep. You think they're fine because it's it's all a process, and obviously the way it's done, it's not a, it's not quick. Um, I mean, I, I imagine they were fine, other than they don't wake up. But <laughs> there's worse ways to die, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I mean there are, but, but just that whole setup, and then like she keeps t- she brings up in the conversation, um, Danny repeatedly. Like I emailed her like four times. I emailed her four times. Sends another email, and then you see that unread email list right above the computer, like right on the computer underneath where the sisters just just laying there um and all you it takes for you to understand what happened is just watching a fire a couple of firemen walk through that house slowly from the garage up to the bedroom as you see the the cord from the car just extend out you don't have this over like overabundance of narrative being like this happened this happened this happened this happened you just see it and honestly i think that makes it much more like visceral and it's horrifying absolutely and you see the the red like the red lights like coming from the garage still while the firefighters like walking in and um there there's so many things that are just so profound that aren't uh necessarily like said or um they're just like implied like when um in the scene where she wins the may queen and they lift her up and they're taking her away and you see uh christian in the background and you see the separation of like her like leaving him and going with everybody else like he's like losing her like she's being taken away from him and oh man it's it's so wonderful it is all throughout i can't believe you're happy about that and i'm just kidding um (laughs) i but yeah that my my one complaint is i think they could have done or i already asked who wrote it himself i think he could have written the other characters a little bit more add just add something to the story but at the same time i don't think anything was necessarily taken away because obviously I also don't feel like I needed, I really needed to know Christian more, <laughs> but it would just be yeah. more interesting. Cause like you and me have talked multiple times, especially with like the MCU and stuff. We love a villain. That's just not there to just be bad. Yeah. Like he has a reason and like, there's no clear villain here. Um, there's just a group of dicks. Like they're the douche and, version of the Beatles. And then like Josh too, like all the only thing he cared about was his thesis. Yeah. Like you don't really get to see him being friends with anybody mm. else. Other than like that. And I was like, this is a slight sweet moment, but he just, it never capitalizes anything. He keeps giving her sleeping pills. I mean, yeah, that is, it's that's not a nice... lot, but at this point I was like, give me something. He does. He's the nicest out of the four for that. And he's not the one dating. Yeah. Oh, I well, Pele. Pele is the nicest. And see, like it, we assume that he's the nicest because the other two are just like abrupt assholes. Yeah. And I'm, I know um, when I say that, I do mean to Danny, it, yeah. just specifically to her. True. You, Cause true. we don't know outside of that. And I'm sure Will Poulter's nice to multiple women. Oh man, I I love Will Poulter so much. I do too. He's so good at playing an asshole too. Like I know a lot of people know him from We Are uh, the Millers. From We Are the Millers. He's not a dick. He's not um, a dick there. <laughs> and like, and even in that, he's he's perfect. he's funny. He's, no, he's perfect funny. for that role. But everything else that I've seen him, like, because he's in um, Maze Runner, and he is a complete asshole. I did not. And know. he's so fucking good at it. And here we are again, and he's a complete asshole. 
And he's so fucking Something weird. tells me, because you don't see a lot of, at least in the trailer, you don't see a lot of scenes with Adam Warlock teaming up with the Guardians. Something tells me he might still be an asshole. <laughs> I think it's the, the arch of the eyebrow is what makes him an asshole. Level of assholeness is just depending on how his eyebrows it's are fair. arched that day. <laughs> he, he, has, he has like the Jack Nicholson eyebrows, but not the face for it. It's weird. So we haven't jumped into this yet, but I guess like where they, you know, convince Christian to drink the... I don't even know what it is because it looks like it's flowers or roots oh, and stuff. Like and, the, and he starts tripping. He's like, yeah. what's going on? And the guy uh, claps in his face and then they whisk him away to go have so the yeah. impregnation ceremony, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that always trips me out because I remember when I saw it for the first time, I was like, what the fuck is going on I here? think a lot of that, because, <laughs> and I didn't realize it, because oh, this is my only my second time watching it. Um, there's so little, like, dialogue in the last, like, 40 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Like, you'll hear, like, screaming and whatnot. And there's a brief moment of um, Danny being like, what's going on over there when she hears there's yeah. something going on in that in that spot? And it's they're like, it's not you. for you. And then it's just, it's so, and it's not, but it's not quiet. Like, you have the music, you have screaming, you have moaning. Um, and all it is is just tone setting. And I think it's really effective tone setting. And then, of course, everything you see, you're confused. You're questioning things. And I feel like that's to put you in the mindset of Danny. Because when she goes in there... She, though she's being like accepted by this community, she still doesn't know what's happening, and she just sees him, Christian, doing the deed. Yeah, surrounded by multiple naked women. And you think about Maya—that's the redheaded girl that you know. Yeah, is trying to get Christian to mate with her. And that's so another tapestry we get early on yeah. about how what she did with with him. Yeah. But, like, you see her throughout the movie, like, of course, trying to get Christian to notice her, like, mm. with the with the thing under his bed and just everything. But if you notice throughout the movie as well, like, she's right there by Danny, like, supporting her, like, yeah. hyping her yeah. up. Like, yeah, you go, girl, but I'm going to go fuck your man real quick. She needs one no, thing from him. Yeah, she was like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not that serious. Like, we're just going to do this. But, hey, you go, girl. Like, yeah. I'm so happy for you. Like, it just trips me out throughout the movie. Like, she's still hyping her up and, like, trying to feel these emotions with her like they do together and mm -hmm. yeah it's just wild uh, yeah dude because it's you got to imagine if there was an like an extra 10 minutes to the movie to show what happened after where the movie cut off it'd be the most awkward thing <laughs> because like all right 90 years till the next one guys let's pack up and go <laughs> now we have dinner or yeah. whatever <laughs> like, like is is danny just does danny stay there does she go back home her ride's dead um, so oh, Pele would take it. I have a question for the two of you. Um, both of y'all did college stuff, so um, uh, you know that college. <laughs> I, I, that college I wish stuff? I do. I do know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, what is so terrible? Like, I understand that it's fucked up, and he shouldn't have done it from Josh's reaction. But what is so terrible about doing the same thesis as somebody? I don't know like it just comes back to like you when it comes to doing I guess a thesis you have to be original in the work and so it takes a lot of time like you just don't want to do it on anything and like spend all this time and research you want to be passionate about what you're doing so for him to be like yeah I'm gonna do yours too after he spent all this time and put in all this research and planned out his summer literally around festivals and stuff for him to be like yeah I'm just gonna piggyback off your shit the whole summer I just didn't know if it was like actual like taboo or like if that's you're, not a taboo. It's if just you're rude. bound to like get a lower grade, if you're mm. taking the same class and do the same thesis or something no. like that, I didn't know if it was something like that. It's just it's rude. It's just rude. It's okay, like, like so, Ernest, if I invited you on this podcast and you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna start my own like right along with it. Yeah, I, I'd be like, what? I'm gonna make my own movie and video game podcast. And sorry, 
And but... it's called Storytelling is Life. <laughs> <laughs> Story sides. I would hate you so much. <laughs> and then the first, like, Chris, will you hop on for my first side, my first story side? Um, but, like, it's just because, especially with something like a thesis, it takes a lot, like, it's a really important thing to, like, make. Mm hmm. And so you're going to pick something you're passionate about. And I think, though, I'd, like I said, I don't think they're the best well-written characters in the world. It is very clear that Josh loves what he's doing. He loves that. He that loves it. And he's going to, and and um, Christian brings it up that he's going to other locations after this. But with this being a once-in-a-lifetime activity that they're going to, and it happens to fall in line with something he was already writing a thesis over, I think it makes all the sense in the world to just let him have it. And especially since, like, he had the balls to pick one already. Not to say there's nothing wrong with being indecisive. You got to pick at some point. Yeah. But here, and I think Joss was on the money when he's just like, you're being lazy. You're being you're you're being ballsily lazy by just doing the th first thing that was handed to you. Um, but yeah, now I literally have in my notes here because as the as the movie went, like I would just write little things and be like, God, I hate Christian. <laughs> happy birthday fuck christian <laughs> stealing thesis christian is awful because <laughs> there's and I, I i documented it because i want i wanted to be clear here he was a, a nice boyfriend with the shroom thing at the beginning of it not towards the end right. um because right. he was like i i'm gonna wait for her and honestly like with what she'd been through, dude, you're gonna have a bad trip. <laughs> and he like stood his ground to. His yeah, and he's like, "Well, you're gonna wait for us and all that." Um, and then she ended up caving, and he did ask, "Are you sure?" Yada yada. Um, and I want it to be known, I noticed. Don't think I didn't. The other, the other part that gets me about him is the way that he drops the news on his fucking friends that she's coming to Sweden. Because <laughs> it's such a like, weird. Bro. She yeah, yeah, yeah. like I invited her. But she accepted, but she's not gonna come. Yeah, 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 like how do you figure, homie? Yeah. How do you figure? And then it just <laughs> it's awful. But it's because he doesn't want to confront anybody. And then she's like, and they ask her, "So you're going to Sweden?" She's like, "Yeah." And then <laughs> he's literally been saying, "So Danny's coming up." You know, like that just whole part cracks me up. Like, yeah, really yeah. Bad. and it's I, I think that is probably one of the parts I laughed at the most. Um, I shouldn't have laughed at it, but when Josh breaks in to get pictures of the book, which I at first was just like, dude, because he does care about what he's doing, but he doesn't actually care about the thing that he's getting his thesis from. Like, dude, respect the culture. Um, they're letting you look at, he had to like, Pele had to go through hoops to even get him to look at that book. Yeah. Like respect it. Um, and he had, and I know he, why he had it on, but like you're in a dark room and he put the flash on. I, I understand, but like, oh, he got caught. The only bright light in this place without electricity was going off. I'm just saying. Um, and isn't that um, the person asleep in there? The one that they like, like he's already asleep in there, right? Yes. Like the, the person they I breed think they to be the Do they call them or oracles? I think yeah. they're oracles. And they're the inbred ones. Yeah. yeah. They're the earnests. Yeah. <laughs> um, it has to be one in the group. There it does. That is, that is why we have our, would you like, we can call them oracles instead of earnests. Yeah. That's fine. They were second cousins. Oh, fair. Fair. They're second cousins. Fair. Please. I hope at a confused time in your son's life, he listens to this and is like, what? I'm just kidding, y'all. My parents ain't related. Just so y'all know. <laughs> I can bet anyone listening to this money, he hasn't asked. You uh, know what? If, <laughs> if y'all's parents are related, I don't necessarily apologize, but it wasn't your fault. So. That's also true. Yeah. Hey, honestly, this guy had it going pretty well. He was pretty highly regarded. He was called an oracle. That's actually one of the questions that they're asking about 
their thesis in there and they're like is there ever a problem with inbreeding yeah and i'm yeah. literally christian just asking that outright i was just like because he doesn't get an answer i mean he's asking the tough he questions is, he yeah, is but like the guy takes a minute and i was just like you decided on this like a minute ago but Calm he uh, he takes that thesis and then all of a sudden he's like interested and stuff yeah like, uh, it's if only we'd seen that terrible. level of interest in Danny, but really, really though. <laughs> so this is a question I have for y'all. Did y'all think he knew what Maya was doing throughout the entire time? Like, cause you know, she does the whole baking of the deal and puts her yeah. like, and are you talking about Christian? Yeah. And then he, she puts the blood in his like drink and everything like mm. super gross. And obviously you can tell if you look at everybody else's, his is significant. Like it's just different from everybody else's. Yeah. Do you think he knew the entire time because they, um, once again, foreshadowing, they pass by a sheet that's hanging out or a tapestry and that has the scenes of what needs to be done in order to like mate with him or whatever. Yeah. Um, do you think he knew what she was doing the whole time and just let it happen? I think because I'm not going to claim to. Th- I'm, I'm, well, he's also I don't think he's a smart man. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> um, it is there's a point where um, Pele does because when uh, Josh brings the I think it's called they call it a talisman the little rock or something that's underneath. it's a love charm yeah yeah he brings he Josh takes it um, takes it to Pele and then Pele says to um, Christian like I think my sister is interested in you and in that moment he looks at her and he's like really. Um, I don't think he knew what was attempting to be done, but I think I think he did know that she was interested, of course. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I think that he just thought he was going to get laid. Yeah. 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 But it turned into so much more. Yeah. That's well, he did, I, get, he did get it. I only did a ritual like that one time, and I was out, man. Yeah. And that was yeah. right before the podcast. Yeah. It's the old ladies and everything. The uh, yeah, the ass pushing. Yes. They did push my ass. So there was moments in that that I think are also pretty hilarious, specifically for Christian, because when he starts doing it, it's normal at first. And then obviously there she reaches her hand out and another woman normal. comes in and she could have just stayed at a length holding her hand, but she gets like right in Christian's face. And then she fucking starts singing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they all go. And I'm like, this, I, this has to be, this has to be supposed but to be funny, man. It's so weird. It's, it's so wild though. Cause like in that scene you get, them all moaning together um and they're like fucking touching themselves and stuff like you see them all around a baby and sinking to a baby while he's trying to do the happy birthday thing Mm -hmm. like the way that they're all yelling at the end of the movie it's just so wild that they have like a voluntary hive mind yeah like they all feel stuff together it's like like, it's literally like a bunch of guys watching a football game and it's so crazy (laughs) stupid (laughs) It's uh, not wrong. <laughs> it's uh, I won't I won't call you wrong there, um, but um, yeah. So wow, because at the beginning he's like, yeah, we do like everything together. Um, it, everything that he says in like these nonchalant ways, like when he talks about the old people, like you know they they die at seventy two, or like you know the the um we do everything together like he fucking meant that shit yeah you know what i mean like and he drops all of those little casual like dimes across Mm. and where he's like passing it to you and you don't realize how fucking serious he is until Mm. you see the shit 
So, like, one thing that I think about that doesn't make sense to me in this movie is, um, so they talk about how, you know, um, when women give birth, they are sent away so they don't bond with the baby. The baby is taken care of by everybody, everybody's brothers and sisters, the elders, things like that. But when he's talking to Danny and is apologizing to her, like, hey, I'm sorry about what happened. I heard, you know, just my, you know, I'm sorry that happened. And then he tries to later on explain to her, my parents died in a fire. And I'm like, wait a minute, like. I thought y'all didn't have parents here. I thought y'all are all raised by the community. So it kind of like trips me out that when he says my parents died too. And when you say that, so I have a question because mm-hmm. I didn't think about it till you just said it. And we're just, yeah. it's top of mind. Do you think his parents were in the. Yeah. Yeah. But also, but I don't think so at the same time because the festival only happens every so often. So. Oh, 90 years. So like I just, his age doesn't match but up. But they also have other obviously other traditions that they have. So maybe they've done something previously. That's true. So this, they, they're not one trick ponies. It doesn't make me think it's the same festival. It just makes me think it was another time where they had to you know offer tributes or yeah. whatever. So yeah. but that's what makes me think. I was like, oh, everybody's taken care of by everybody here. But wait a minute, he says his parents died. Is is he saying this just to connect with her, or is this something that really yeah. happened? That's good. That's a good bring up. And that could be another thing to the point earlier where I just said that he's manipulative as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he was just saying that to, like, try to get on a level with her. To, mm-hmm. I mean, because, like, when she wins May Queen, like, he comes and just, like, kisses her and stuff. Oh, right. Like, he just goes in. Yeah. I re- and, yeah. And get it, Pele? That, That's my note. <laughs> <laughs> and before that, he... Um, you know, when he's, like, holding her hands and he's, like, I, I'm talking about your boyfriend. Like, does he feel like home to you? Like, does he feel like family? Mm. He's, like, you know, like, and he puts, holds her hands and stuff. And she's, like, yo, Christian's going to walk in. Like, what are you doing? Like, I feel like there's definitely a thing there that he feels. Yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, that motherfucker manipulative as fuck. Not man. saying he's not. Um, but he still manages to be a better person than a Christian. Um that's so crazy because yeah, I can't disagree. That's on Christian. <laughs> and you know who else it's on? Ari Aster. Um, but. Because he made him. <laughs> Miranda, can we get some final thoughts on Hereditary? Yeah, just amazing movie. That's that's it. There you go. That's now on Midsummer, yeah. if you oh, will. Oh, sorry. Oh, you said Hereditary. Oh, I thought you were ah! joking along with me. I thought you picked it up. No, no yeah, yeah, yeah. You Hereditary. Yeah, I did. I just caught that. Um, Hereditary is amazing, too, you know. Nothing well, like. It's good. Than like a allergic reaction to to tear a family apart. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the the phone pole that did the tearing. But go on. That's a very good point. I really, you know, touche, sir, touche. I appreciate that. No, Midsummer is just awesome. I think it's forever going to be one of my favorite movies. Um, and maybe that makes me a weird person. I just like things that are like a mind trip and mm. just a mind fuck as well. <laughs> like, if you invite us to you. like Sweden, we're not going with you. But we do not think you're a weird person. Oh, great, great. Um, but yeah, it's like Ernest brought this up earlier that it's just like a visually stunning mm-hmm. movie. And yeah, all the bright colors with the mix of just ominous undertones throughout mm. the whole thing just really sets it for me. It just, it's good stuff. So... <clears throat> Hereditary and Midsummer are the first A24 films that I saw that I knew they were A24. Mm. And um and I saw them like pretty close together as well like I say. So this kind of set the standard for me of like what an A24 film was supposed to be. Mm. I thought that A24 was a horror company. That's fair. 
<laughs> because these were the only two I had seen. And then I saw they came out with something else. I can't. Uh, the Witch? Yeah. And the Lamb one and stuff like that. So for the record, that's not horror. But go on. That I, I thought it looks like a horror trailer to me. And I haven't seen it. <laughs> so I thought that 824 was just horror. Just a family raising a lamb kid. Go on. That's all that is? Really? Like it's something else. But yeah, it, I bet. <laughs> I bet it does. But... um. Yeah, I thought it was just a horror company. And I was like, they put out the best shit we've needed this for so long. Like, they're just putting putting out badass horror. But um, this definitely is one of my favorite horror films out there. Um, again, Hereditary is like my shit. I and, but, um, yeah, man. I love what Ari Aster fucking gives us. Um, the Again, those scores just like fuck me up big time. Um, I love how beautiful it is. I I love the performances in this, and I think this is the first Florence Pugh experience that I'd had as well. It's where I first saw her because I definitely didn't see her in Fighting with My Family first. And from this point on, I still haven't seen that. From this point on, like that, uh, she's been amazing in my book. Like, even though you don't like her frowns, Chris. She only does it in this, but there's a point where it is like, this has to be jokey. She's also just busted though. Like I, if anybody's going to be sad enough to frown, it's her. Like it's a literal, I don't know anybody who just literally, it looks like a upset face. The mouth, just you can't even do it. I can't do it. The mouth literally curves into a upside down. That's just how good she is. She is. But, (laughs) but, um, yeah. So I, Totally, I I love this fucking movie. This is gonna okay. be on all sorts of lists for me forever. Okay, I I will also say I do love it as well. Um, it, it just could have been a little more fleshed out. Right I, I I will say that I agree with uh, your point earlier of that some of the characters could have had some more fleshing out. Yeah, I think it like could have just added some emotionality to the end. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Other than just being like, because we were all there, get it, Danny beat his ass maddie um but i do so i'm gonna reference a meme here (laughs) uh if you've ever if you've watched invincible there's a scene where um omni man is like look what they have to do to mimic my power with like shooting lasers and stuff like that right um i i immediately thought of that with um the danny scene with screaming with all the girls screaming with her being like look at how look at what they have to do to mimic tony collette's performance in, in hereditary because <laughs> uh, the uh, moment because it is super shocking the first time you watch hereditary spoilers for hereditary um and then somebody's head gets taken off um but for my money the real shocking part is her reaction because it's fucking a fucking die yeah, yeah and like it starts uh, out as just a guttural scream yeah dude and you get a little bit. It doesn't immediately jump to that because you, you have the react. You have like, oh my god, what happened? Looking in the back of the car, all that. Then it goes to that point, and she finds the body in the back seat. Yeah, yada, yada. it looks like a demon is like leaving her body. The yeah, way she's like hunched over, and it's and just like it's just grief. Yeah, and dude. I um I just wanted to bring up like you had to do all this to even reach that level. I will say there's, there's a scene where she's laying when she first finds out and she's laying in Christian's lap 
where she's crying on the couch. That's pretty fucked as well. Yeah. And she's just yeah, yeah, yeah. like, it's just, I, I, and um, it's not a negative thing fuck. against P or even that. scene. I love that scene, but, but that one yeah, scream, yeah, yeah. like I, when you say hereditary, it rings through my ears. Yeah. Cause that's just the first thing I hear. Um, I also want to give a shout out to my final thoughts to one of my favorite visuals, which was one of the British kids being hung in like the guard, the greenhouse yeah. and his lung, bro, his lungs were still breathing. Yeah. They were, yeah. Expanding, deflating, expanding, deflating flowers in the eyes. Of course, of course. Um, and Christian's just like underneath it. Like, oh, what's going on? With the flower eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Fucking terrifying. Um, but it's good. It's a very good movie. I'm really glad you suggested it. I've been wanting to rewatch this for a while. Um, even with like a few of the things I brought up, I do think it's very good. I'm on the side of like, this is a great movie. I am also a fan of Ari Aster. I completely get why some people aren't. Because um, for my money, I do think this is a step above Hereditary. Because anything writing-wise I said about this... I double that for hereditary. Um, that's my opinion. That's not attacking anybody. I still think that movie is great too. Um, but very excited for Bo is afraid, of course, because okay. regardless of what he's doing, bro, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, man. Um, ah. But with that, we're going to take a quick break and then talk about the, our top three toxic relationships. All right, and we are back. Going to be going over our top three toxic relationships in movies starting from number three miranda start us off so midsummer no i'm just kidding we're not gonna do that one (laughs) no um so two and three were kind of a toss-up for me because there are just so many good toxic relationships out there so many good ones but i'm gonna say number three is going to be bud and sissy from urban cowboy wow yeah okay (laughs) taking it back um so this is one of the movies that i've seen just a few times here and there um but this relationship, uh, obviously, it did not age well. This whole movie just didn't really age well, just in general. Mm-hmm. But going back, I watched it recently because uh, out of my list, I was trying to figure out, you know, which ones which ones were keepers. And so I was like, let me watch the movie just to refresh how toxic they really are. Mm-hmm. And oh, my God, it's just it's great. Um, you have the toxic masculinity there and then you have them, you know, essentially breaking up within a night and going off with different people in the uh, same night and they're married like oh fuck you we just got into a fight i'm gonna go home with this girl he, she's gonna oh, go home with man. him and then they're just steadily trying to make each other jealous throughout the movie for the rest of the duration and at the end he's like you know what i'm sorry and she's like i'm sorry too and they're just back together like bam same thing like they showed up once again with different dates and then we're like you know what I think I love you. Like I love you too. And then they're they're back together. So it's 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 great. It's a beautiful love story that I think transcends time. It really is. Um, And the whole reason, you know, why they got married, they went to like. Have y'all seen the movie? I've seen it like twice in my life, but I I briefly know. They're in the diner, and you know he's messing with her, and she's like, "Ow!" and pinches him, and he just reaches up and slaps her. Yep. <laughs> and so they go out into the parking lot and start like brawling in the mud, and someone's like, "You're gonna get run over!" So they finally get up and get into his truck, and he's like, "Do you want to marry me?" And she's just like, "Yes." <laughs> and that's how like the proposal goes. So that just speaks volumes to like the toxic relationship that they have, and I I love it. Should have gotten a sequel. <laughs> Definitely should. <laughs> I couldn't imagine what that'd be like. But yeah, it's just um, bad all the way over. Like, he's so controlling with her, and she's trying to be this, you know, self-sufficient woman, you know. Mm. So I don't know. It's just one of my favorite ones. Okay. (laughs) Ernest, what do you got? All right. So for number three, I have Quincy and Monica. 
from Love and Basketball. You were telling me, because this is a movie I still need to see. Go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, it's stupid. You don't have to see it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There's a lot of people that I knew, uh, especially growing up, just being around the basketball community, mm. that love this movie and cherish this movie as like one of the best love stories of all time. I've heard it's good. I didn't have any details. Um, I don't think it's romantic at all. <laughs> I think that Quincy's a fucking asshole and Monica is like a codependent, just like... Uh, she loves the toxicity of Quincy and it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> but so many people see it and they're like, oh, it's so romantic. And like, maybe I'll find somebody that also loves basketball and we can love basketball together because oh, no. it follows them from childhood into adulthood. Pretty much spoilers for love and basketball. Uh, fucking. <laughs> They uh, start off as kids, and he like busts her in the face first thing in the movie. Jesus! And y'all she, picked similar ones. And <laughs> she goes home and like looks at herself in the mirror at the like now permanent scar that she's going to have, and like looks at it like, oh man, he likes me. Like, wow. nah, bro, <laughs> nah, that's not. And you know, so, like that kind of idea, like as a child growing up, like that's not going to lead to good places, and it doesn't. Cause like then they're teens like in high school and stuff, and he just like clowns her the entire time, cause he sees her as like the homie that plays basketball instead yeah. of like being attracted to her and stuff. But she like loves him, you know. And they go to prom with different people, and then they figure out that they love each other. So they oh, what a bad situation. <laughs> they go to college together, and I mean he's pretty much seeing people, other people the whole time, and and. She's like very dedicated to her basketball team and stuff. And um, his parent, his dad ends up being somebody else, stuff like this. And he's like going through it and she has to get home for curfew. And so she leaves instead of like being there for him in this trying time. And he breaks up with her, and, but without telling her. And they just show up at the same party and he's just like with another girl. Wow. And she's like, what the fuck, you know? So they grow up. I'm going to go through this real quick. No, you're good. They, go grow, they grow up, and um, she goes to play basketball overseas. She comes back because he made it to the NBA and tore his ACL and shit. And fucking, he's about to get married. So she goes to him at night and, like, throws him basketball and is like, play me for your heart, right? Uh-huh. And he proceeds to fucking dunk all over her, bro. He just fucking, like, literally dunks on her, like, to the ground, like, fucking just schools her. Like, wow. Wow. And then, so he beats her ass in the basketball game for his heart. And then as she's walking away, he's like, best two out of three. And everybody's like, this is the most romantic thing I've ever oh seen God. in my entire life. <laughs> and they get married. So his ACL is torn. He can't play basketball anymore. She goes to the WNBA and he marries her. So he just gets to like financially cruise out the rest of his life. Not that, <laughs> not that WNBA players get paid enough for anything, but it's going to support his ass. God damn, man. Um. Not so, at all how I thought that movie went going. Yeah, man. I'm sorry I just gave you all the spoilers. Oh, it's okay. You were like, it's, I need to watch it. And then I was like, this is the movie. Uh -huh. But I mean, shit, man. Shit, you know? It's so highly regarded. That's so wild. <laughs>
Maybe so, maybe if I played bas- basketball, I'd understand. That's that's numero three for Just me. Just say it. Okay. But I will go into my number three. I will say my number three is not a romantic relationship, but it is the definition of a toxic relationship. It is King Theoden and Grimma Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings. Oh. If you don't know who I'm talking about, it's the king who says, you have no power here. <laughs> um... <laughs> Because I thought this would be a really fun pick because literally he was a good king and then this guy's like manipulating him through the power of darkness and spreading whispers and lies and stuff and is making him run the kingdom into the ground and how it's the most toxic thing out there, man. It's not positive. And then Gandalf shows up and is like, you're doing this for him? Uh -uh." And then... And then the king goes and plays for the WNBA and they get married. No, but... No, but I was literally so no joke. I was I was watching a movie last night and I just randomly thought, "Oh dude, them. I'm putting them on my list." <laughs> Cuz literally and like it's the honestly the only example I think I have on here of like you can see how toxic it is cuz if you've seen Lord of the Rings, the king looks like he's on death's door and when like they take the toxicity away, he looks like a regular human being standing upright everything. Um but yeah, man, be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you take your advice from. That's my number three. God damn. That, yeah, when you said it was going to be unexpected, that, but the comparisons are just so great. Hey, man. I love it. Um, so my number two is going to be A Star is Born, Allie and Jackson. Hey, that's a good pick. So I feel like a lot of people have seen this movie because it has Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper in it. But uh, I have to ask real quick because I don't think I've ever heard you say it. Lady Gaga. Uh, Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Some people yeah. say Mimi's for memes. I don't know. Yeah. You never know. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, just while watching this movie, because I had seen it like a lot later after it had come out. I didn't see it right when everybody was obsessed with it or like the soundtrack, the score to it and everything. So I waited a while. And when I saw it, I was like, what the actual fuck is going on here? Like, and of course, it ends on this beautiful note of her singing to the crowd about her love that she lost, you know, mm. because... He, a spoiler alert, commits suicide in the movie. Um, But she even asked him, like, you know, when he's coming out of rehab, you know, I didn't know if you'd want to be with me here because I'm a, I didn't know if I'd be a trigger for you. He's like, no, 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 it's cool. You know, I'm not going to drink. You know, we're not going to do this. But the levels of humiliation he puts her through throughout the movie because of his drinking and selfishness. Yeah. It's just like on a whole other level. You think about, you know, when she tells him, like, yeah, I have a meeting with this record label. And he, like, pours, I think he pours a drink or something in her Mm -hmm. face. And she was like, you jealous fuck. And then when she's in the tub and they have that whole dialogue and he's like talking shit to her about the lyrics she's singing in her songs and he calls her ugly as fuck and that basically she has no talent. And for someone to say that to you and then what, when they get married, um, right before that scene, like he just disappears and goes to get lost at one of his friend's house and she has to come track him down. Just the level of immaturity that he has and no respect for her um and then the whole like when she wins the award on stage and he pisses himself in front I, of everybody like he's just thinking about it Ugh. her in front of like the most prolific moment of her life like the the thing that she should be happiest mm-hmm. about in the world that he helped her get to and he embarrasses that embarrasses her that way like 
just the back and forth and them arguing throughout the movie and then oh, it's just terrible like it is I, it, it gives me cringies it, it does too like you were the second you said the movie i thought of that scene with yeah. the the music awards and i was like <gasps> yeah. but um what a good pick i didn't think about yeah. it yeah so that was definitely my number two love and i love that movie too even though the toxic is in there maybe i just love toxic movies i don't know but the soundtrack's really good too it's bradley cooper <laughs> we can all watch him on the big screen for a good amount of time yeah so number two for me is uh, one that everybody sees coming. It's pretty much on any list that you look out there like as the epitome, one of the epitomes of toxicity. Um, and it's Forrest and Jenny from Forrest Gump. Oh my God, you're right. Like I didn't think about it. It's out there a lot. And this is the one I was worried might be on one of y'all's lists. Somehow my brain went to Lord of the Rings first, but go on. No, yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, it, goddamn, to to top that level of toxicity is <laughs> that shit was mystic, man. That shit was fucking mystically toxic. Whole new levels. But no, dude, Jenny, Jenny and Forrest are an excellent. Pick. But Jenny and Forrest uh, give yeah. that one a run for its money. You know, <laughs> no doubt. A run. Um, I see what you're doing. Like she, uh, she was nice to him when they were kids. No yes. doubt. They are, then they are definitely great childhood friends, but you know, so F- Forrest, they never call it that in the movie, I don't think, but he's autistic, right? I don't think they, they never specifically say it, okay. but it, it is alluded to, especially when he's like, is he like me? We're right. talking about the child. Right, right. We love you, Tom Hanks. Fuck and Robin it. Wright, go on. Yeah. Yes. So good. Um, but Oh God, that's it's just an amazing movie. Let me it say is, that first of and all. And it makes me cry every time. But, yeah, but, but they're not she's awful to him. But she is terrible to him. Like as soon as they're adults. Like I think about the scene that uh where he's in his uniform and he walks in and she's singing naked with the guitar and stuff and he's like, These people shouldn't be seeing this and which I mean is irrational, but I think that's part of who he is, is that he's not the most rational man at all yeah, times. Yeah, like yeah. it's that's not the motive behind the things he does, right? Um even though he is inherently good mm. and like that it, those inherently good things are just like terrible to her. Mm. You know, like you can't just fucking save everything, Forrest. Like you can't save me all the time and all this stuff. Like to be fair, she did kind of like try to push him away for a little bit and he just wasn't taking no for an answer but um god damn she dumps a whole kid on him man and i'm pretty sure that wasn't his (laughs) and i'm pretty sure that she gave him aids so oh it's also that's (laughs) conjecture conjecture because i mean uh, they don't necessarily show them having sex but it's implied and I'm fairly sure she had AIDS at that point as well. Like she just had hepatitis. <laughs> it was it was some pretty bad stuff, man. And I think so, she was just having a bad day. And I and I know like yeah, everybody's like Forrest Gump, he's the best guy, and then we got Jenny the whore and stuff like that. You see it out there all the time. Yeah. It's very that's a mean word. You know, it word. is like yeah, yeah. But I mean, she was also like another time that he was trying to be with her and like treat her right and stuff like this i'm pretty sure she was getting like trains ran on her mm. and stuff so but also just because hey, no that, one here is saying that jenny doesn't deserve love she probably forrest could have just done better and she could have found someone else i'm also not saying like don't if that's your thing and you like trains go for it home girl <laughs> you know what i mean 
When but, you said don't, I don't know why. I thought you were going to be like, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, get out there. Be freaky. Fuck there, it. There you go. But also yeah. don't lead on a poor man. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, okay. He doesn't, he not, doesn't know he's He's not rich. financially poor. <laughs> yeah, he did get very rich off that he, shrimping he business. Did. I'll tell you that. Oh, my God. Shrimp soup. I, she has to be better than that. I don't shrimp know. Shrimp salad. Uh, but my number two... And we're into my romantic, romantic, romantic relationships now. Um, I have Charlie and Nicole from Marriage Story. Ooh, I thought about that one. Yeah, like so. I literally follow. I don't all the memes today. So I literally follow a page that all they share every Monday is the scene of Adam Driver hitting the wall. And he's like, every day I wake up, and that's just it's like Monday feels. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, but because I know you haven't seen it, you've seen it, oh, yeah. Miranda. It's it is. You get to see all the beats of this relationship when it was good, mainly when it's bad. Um, but they give you a perfect example of just sometimes things don't last. Sometimes two people want two different things. Sometimes love doesn't last forever. And it's it's super sad. I don't, it's, it's a very real look at it. Um, but you find out, at least for me, pretty quickly. I'm like, man, y'all, it's a good thing y'all are getting divorced. Like, yeah. dear God, because you get to see both sides of these people like um, they, they both you see them at their low points being awful to the other. But then you see them at their high points being really kind, living their life, doing their own things. Um, but it does point a, a strobe light at the what it's like when they're together. And though they do love each other, which makes it all the sadder, they, um, they it just can't work. They just don't have it anymore. And it just ends up hurting them. And just hurting everyone around them. And yeah, that's my number two. Yeah, that closing scene, just to kind of. Like, when he's reading back. it, I know. Yeah, when he's reading oh. the letter um, that she wouldn't read, that could have possibly, like, maybe turned the relationship around. Yeah. But then he she starts crying when he's like, Yeah, I took a job here. And he's she's finally like, You took a job here after I begged you for years and years during the relationship to do this. And now you're taking it. Like, we had to get to this point for you to do that. And I was like, Because that movie like hits on so many notes for me because i can relate to like so many different levels of it and i was just like man that's just so sad it made me cry at the end like, i'm right there with you i want to be married to adam driver but what is your number no, number <laughs> just kidding no but i completely agree i have watched that movie like four times and that ending gets me every fucking time for real um so my number one is a little a little throwback but it's sam and ginger from casino wow yeah wow oh classic shit okay yeah um that one i mean i'm hoping at every at this point everybody's seen that movie it's a classic like it's, it's a beautiful great movie um all the big names and stuff in it you haven't seen that movie no, I oh okay i thought you were saying you have and i was like <gasps> <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh but yeah that relationship toxic from the start like mm. she is obviously like somebody that plays people he's really interested in her he knows what she is. That's the bad part about it. Like, he is very aware of what she is and what she does and her past and everything. And even, you know, her, like, you you want to marry me? Like, she asked him that. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you know, um, you could learn to love me, essentially. And the whole thing is just shit. Like, you know, she cheats on him. She takes his money. She's giving it to her old pimp. On the wedding day, she's calling her old pimp, like, yeah. crying her eyes out because she's getting married to a man that wants to take care of her and wants to love her. And just in the movie, the way you see it go down, like, where the police get there and it's in front of the kid, she ties the kid up, and just everything about that relationship yeah. is just shit. <laughs> it's, Not like, good. I can't think of a worse one than that. I'm pretty sure you are going to, like, 
blow that out of the water, but... Um, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we started at the high note with Lord of the Rings, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just thinking about that whole relationship, just like, it was bad from the start, and at the end, it's just an absolute, like, disaster. Just yeah. terrible. It's not much redemption for that relationship. All right. So my number one, I, you know, and I don't even know if it necessarily tops that. I don't think it, it it does. It's just that this relationship is looked at uh, another one that is looked at very romantically. You disagree, and I think it's bullshit. Okay, and it's, let me guess real quick. I, I I can't be right, but is it Joker and Harley? No, it's so it's just a, that happens to be another one that's held I, up there. Yeah, but go I, on. But I feel like people know that one's more more toxic. There, there's a turnaround on it. But do for the longest time, everyone wanted their Joker. Go on. Yeah, but you shouldn't. Yeah, you should. <laughs> he, he hits her. Go. But you also shouldn't want a Noah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's Noah and Allie from the Notebook. Oh, that. Okay is so fucking toxic yeah. like from the get-go mm. like he sees her at a carnival and he's like "Ooh, i want her mm. and repeatedly asks her out and she repeatedly says no so he hangs off the top of a fucking ferris wheel unless she agrees to a date dear god for the record i have not seen this movie. wow <laughs> spoilers for the note oh no, yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not saying don't say anything oh um, like i'm just like damn but but like he hangs from a Ferris wheel and he's like, I'm going to let go. He holds on with one hand and it's like, if you don't go on a date with me, I'll let go right now. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe that people saw this and thought to themselves, like, this is the most romantic thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like if anybody threatens to hurt themselves, if you don't go out with them, you should definitely say no to that person for sure. Um, <laughs> um he, uh, Finally gets to know her, and he just, like, disses her. He's like, dude, you're boring. You got to be more free. Like, at no point in this movie do I think that he actually likes her. Like, her for who she is. They fight the entire time that they're together. It's just all arguments, unless they're, like, kissing. Like, that's all that it is. Tell me that I'm fucking wrong. Tell me that I'm fucking wrong. <laughs> I'm not I'm not. I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, I mean, and they even say it like in the journal and stuff, like from the notebook, like they never de- agreed on much and stuff. But like, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. So that's all okay. No, it's fucking not. So anyway, they break up and uh, she leaves and he decides that the one thing he needs to do with his life is grow out his beard and fucking fix this old house in case she comes back. And write letters for 365 days straight to this girl that you just broke up with and, like, doesn't want to be with you and stuff. That you've only been an asshole to the entire time. And he just dedicates his life to that. So she goes off and gets married to this, like, really nice, successful guy. Like, okay, he's bad because he's rich. Sorry that he has money. Like, (laughs) but he's so understanding because when they go back to town or whatever... She runs off to go. She lies to her fiance to run off and meet this motherfucker to drink and have sex with him. And while they're drinking, he literally looks at her and is like, don't drink too much or I might have to take advantage of you. What the fuck kind of shit is that to say? Damn. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so romantic. And then (laughs) fucking she sleeps with him goes back to her fiance and tells him 
and he takes it in fucking stride he's like you know what like i can forgive that like i love you but i don't want to have to convince my wife to be with me and she fucking leaves him and goes with the motherfucker and he's like what do you want from me and all this stuff and then they're together forever until they're old it's fuck tell me how that is not toxic <laughs> really wanted one of them to go play for the WNBA yeah every story should end like that <laughs> I, I really the most toxic that relationships end in the WNBA or but begin in the WNBA but somehow it's Ryan Gosling playing for the WNBA <laughs> but um, oh my like Juana Man Oh shit, we can't bring that up. <laughs> Talk about not aging well. Oh, yeah, that's a rough one. Uh, but yeah, man. Um I, I again another one that I feel is like looked it's so at, highly regarded for the romanticism. Right. And they just fight the entire Maybe it does a good time. job of romanticizing it. There's also that there's a lot of things that I find wrong with that movie. Like that people just like skip by because we have these beautiful protagonists. Mm. Like, they're so nice to look at, both of them. I do stand by the fact that Ryan Gosling can do no wrong. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> but, I was, that was the joke I was going to make until you said the part about, like, I'm going to have to take advantage of you. But, it's like, oh, it, Ryan. But, oh, no. yeah, man. Yeah, it's just, um, there's, like, shallow characters. Some of the storytelling is just, like, there's gaps in it and stuff. I don't, I don't know. There's only so much motivation than just having your like genuinely nice to look at protagonists just being in convenient situations that happen to be super toxic to propel a story. That's fair. So you love this movie. It's nice. It's nice that at the end he reads to her. I got to admit, because now that you said that, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'm like, that. can you even enjoy the movie if you don't buy into the relationship? Not me. That's, oh, that's fair. <laughs> no, hey, hey. But, I, I feel like you go to that for the romance. I don't but, know. Yeah. That's that's just my opinion. That's though. fair. That's it, a good number one. Um, I love that we don't have any crossover. I'm yeah, so happy. I was, I was thinking maybe like Jenny and Forrest would be on one of you. That's fair. That is fair. Like that. I Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> yeah. But my number one is technically a love triangle. It is Tyler Durden and Darla in Fight Club. Because ah. it's Edward Norton's character, who is known as the narrator. Tyler Durden, who is Brad Pitt. And then Darla, who sleeps with Tyler Durden, but it's actually Edward, spoilers for Fight Club, actually Edward Norton. But he doesn't know it's Edward Norton because it's Brad Pitt controlling the body. Um, that relationship's awful. And she she calls it out in the movie. Um, but like literally, she calls, can I talk to Tyler? Tyler's all sweet to her, Brad Pitt specifically. Um, but then she'll call and Edward Norton will answer the phone. And of course, from Darla's perspective, they're both Edward Norton, but he's like, who the, who the fuck are you? What do you want? And then it's just shitting on her. And it's just like, I don't even like you. They have to make this whole arrangement to not go to the same um, recovery meetings. Like you go on Tuesdays, I go on Wednesdays. But I really like this disease. I want to be with these people on this day. And it's like, no, 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 that's mine. That's mine. Um, But then it does end up, it doesn't matter that ends up in like, it's just a really pretty final shot of Fight Club if you've seen it when everything's just crumbling down. Um, you haven't seen Fight Club? Oh my God. Now I was like, we're putting it on now, man. Jesus Christ. I'm a Fincher lover, man. That, that movie's great. Um, but Alan Bonham Carter, Brad Pitt at like his sexiest wearing like a red leather jacket. Um, and then Edward Norton just being there. <laughs> 
it's all it's such it's 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 such a recipe for success but also just and obviously that relationship you know what actually there's another relationship in there tyler is tyler's relationship with himself is also very awful because he's in a relationship with a terrorist (laughs) and he has to come to terms with that later on and ends up man we're going back to trigger warning for self-harm um he ends up having to shoot himself in the head to like get that part of his brain taken out and just man if that doesn't tell you that that relationship wasn't working (laughs) i don't think it was that extreme oh yeah sure and then just your other half just literally destroyed the city uh But Miranda, do you have any honorable mentions or any ones that you're like, oh, I just thought of this. What do you got? I do. So um, Titanic, but Cal and Rose. Uh, okay. Okay. That I was like, specific relationship. I would have fought. <laughs> Cal and Rose because she knows, you know, Jack Dawson for a whole like two days before she's like, you know what? We're getting off together. We're living this whole life. And I get, you know, Cal's douchey. He has money. He's very pretentious and stuff. Thick eyebrows. But then she wonders why he's so pissy with her. Like, for leaving him for this, you know, guy that she has no idea who he was before they even met. um, Because she tried to kill herself. You know what I mean? Because of the life she was living. You know what I mean? Yes. So... For the record, you see him be douchey with other people. So I think it was just there the whole time. But But you're not wrong. Yeah, she's like, I don't like, you can tell, like, I don't understand why you just won't let me go. Well, bitch, like, two days ago, you're my fiance. And now, like, all of a sudden, she may have had some sass coming for sure. So that one makes me think, um, and this is really generic one, but like, Fifty Shades of Grey, Anastasia Steele, um, Christian Grey, like, that's just a whole hot mess. I mean, That's fair. it's based off a book. In the book, you know, obviously you get more out of it. But the relationship itself, toxic as fuck. He stalks her down because, and then he finds out she's a virgin and is like, lights up like a deer. And it's like, you're mine. So just definitely Goddamn. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful love story. Once again, you know, what we have here. Total, total great love stories. That's, all, that's what we're here to represent, yeah. man. So... My honorable mentions, I didn't come up with until just now uh, when y'all said y'all shit. Um, So one of them is uh, from the movie Kids. It's the main character and Rosaria Dawson. And I'm not going to get into that one because it's really fucked up. Okay. Okay. But that's fuck. That's bad. I've heard nothing but that (laughs) that movie is like fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. What an innocent title. Unless it's not, I don't know the subject. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I need to watch it too. You know what? I can't remember if it is or if it isn't, but if it ends in a Z, super toxic. Um, and the other one is uh, Jessica Jones and the Purple Man. That's fair. Um, That's and fair. Your Lord of the Rings made me think of that one because it's literally like mind control to take advantage of her, like not only to use her for her powers, but to like brainwash her into being in love with him. She thinks that she'll do anything for him, but it's just him like brainwashing her and shit like that. And his ability, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be like one of the scariest villains in mm-hmm. the MCU, or I don't know if it's MCU in Marvel. Sad. I think it's gone now in Marvel or whatever. Just like and because of his like motives and the way that he would use it mm-hmm. and stuff, like because it's not just to take over the world or something like that which technically he could go for with that power he can do almost anything but i mean like but just to like deeply fuck with somebody you know what i mean it's 
that's some toxic shit. And the fact that he's also a doctor that travels around time and space. My uh, favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Dave Tennant. Um, so just to list off a couple of here, I think I'm the only one. Have, have y'all seen the movie Colossal? I think you're just making a random noise at me. <laughs> so... <laughs> Colossal, um, Gloria and Oscar. That is Anne Hathaway, and then Jason Sudeikis. Um, it is a movie where this woman moves to Seoul, and f- no, she doesn't move to Seoul. She finds out one day she has the ability to control a kaiju that's in Seoul, and what she does. I think it only happens at night, if I remember the story correctly. The kaiju does the exact same. That's the premise, and like she didn't realize she was like destroying half of Seoul every night. Like she would go out dancing and then you'd see the kaiju on the screen destroying cities. Oh, wow. Like destroying, destroying things. Um, but she goes to her old childhood home, runs into somebody who used to have a crush on her, Jason Sudeikis. And um, it just gets very toxic from there. Um, and that sounds then, fucking amazing. How that's a good I movie. Not, how do I not know about that movie? It's a good movie. Um, I have Carmen and Captain Vidal from Pan's Labyrinth. Ugh. It's awful. Damn, yeah. It's awful. And you can count the daughter in there, too. It's just a bad relationship. He's awful to everybody. Every Maybe not maybe not the new baby, I guess. He holds it. <laughs> but, but outside of that, he's not the, he's not the greatest dad. Um, I have Dean and Cindy from the movie Blue Valentine. Have you all seen that one? It's a Ryan Gosling one, and it's really heartbreaking. It's, like, really sad hard and hard to watch. I heard he can do no wrong, though. You said that. And because of editing, I will make that true. Um, <laughs> and then I have Anna and Hans from the movie Frozen. They should wow. not have been finishing each other's sandwiches. Um, <laughs> but then I have one last honorable mention, just a little meta one, and that is me with the whale. <laughs> yeah. Because it is yeah. anytime that I will I will talk about that movie and I'll be like, you know what? It is not it's not bad. It is a good movie. Yada yada. But then when people talk talking about loving it too much, I go, I get frothy. I get frothy in the mouth. Do you ever have like did you ever have like two friends that like you love both of them and then but you can't have them in the same room because like they're gonna get into it? That's you and the whale. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But I, I do, because I, I feel like this is what I always have to say when I bring that up. I've never said anything bad about Brendan Fraser's performance in that movie. He says that every time. Because it's the thing you need to protect. He fucking hates Brendan Fraser. I love Brendan Fraser. He's the best thing about, he is the movie. I feel like you say that every time to make a point, like when somebody's like, I'm not racist, but. And then you say That's that, fair. Like, it, That's it's fair. A, it's the equivalent of that. Like, I never say anything about Brendan Fraser, but like, I feel well, like so, you are. But so, and if you go listen to the episodes where I go on my rants, I literally point out Derek. Darren Aronofsky more than Brendan Fraser. <laughs> and I love Darren Aronofsky, but come on, man. You see um, how toxic this is? You see how toxic this is? He's like codependent to the world. And another level of madness, <laughs> I'm in here, this room, with a toxic relationship. Um, <laughs> no, don't hand it to her. She's done. <laughs> it makes me very sad, though. You didn't give a special shout-out to Orca. Like the, the, I love that movie. The, the guy, the will, oh, and then the guy. That's, that's toxic fair. relationship. That is, that is fair. <laughs> Honestly, every relationship in that movie is ter- terribly toxic. I don't, I don't know. The Indian guy was there. The the whale itself. You know the what? whale is the only one to have genuine love in that movie. Snape and Harry Potter throwing it out there. That's a good one. No, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, because he like did everything for him. He like loves him. Mm-hmm. Snape did everything to take care of Harry, all while being a total asshole about mm-hmm. it. 
So he was an irredeemable toxic person. I agree. Um, <laughs> he redeemed himself just a little bit. I think not to Harry, not to Harry. I mean, he named his son after him. What does that mean? If I name my dog after you, do, do you feel like I've uh, I I can do no wrong to you? A son is different than a dog. <laughs> okay. Like naming, wait, no, Harry named his son. It. Yeah, Snape didn't. Do, so Snape again didn't do anything there. No, but like Harry felt that. Snape Harry's had the redeemed. stupidest person in the book. It doesn't matter what he feels. <laughs> oh, God. God. There's no one here who's going to say Harry's their favorite character. Pass it to her. Hand her the mic. No, yeah, it's Luna. I think it's Luna for you too, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's we Luna we, for we had that too, conversation right? here. Yeah. I can't believe this turned into this. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? The majority. Oh, Why my God. You... That school and Hagrid, they were so rough to him. They were so quick to judge him. To Harry? No, Hagrid. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, there was a point where he literally lost his job. Oh, that's a toxic relationship. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. There's yeah. so many. Draco and everyone. Like, that's, <laughs> it's just, it's all toxic. And that's another person I think did not get yeah. redeemed. Um, I wouldn't call that toxic. The twins. I don't think it's a good relationship, <laughs> but they don't hate each other. The twins have a good relationship. They did. They did. (laughs) And now we are the toxicity and the drama. Spoilers for (laughs) Harry Potter. (laughs) But as we reach the end here, before we head out, Miranda, is there anything you're watching? Anything you want to recommend for people that is out there in the universe to enjoy? So I've been watching like a lot of documentaries lately. Um, Just, you know, I'm I'm a fan of some murder mystery going on. Um, So... Um, the ones I've been watching, uh, first off, the Murdaugh murders, like the whole trial just went on. Um, he just got convicted of murdering his son and his wife. But during this documentary, it takes you through when the media start, started first really taking notice of this family, you know, with the son that had the tragic boat accident where a girl died and other people were injured. Then it takes you on to talk about how their maid or housekeeper for what 20 years ends up dead at their house after some suspicious stuff she finds and then you take it to the next level and you find out that there's this another kid that died and throughout the investigation they're naming you know the older brother in the uh, investigation they never look into it because of who the family is and then it goes on to the mom and the son get murdered at their house and the dad's like conveniently oh like finds them and god damn it's just <laughs> wild um to hear how much power and influence there's a lot of white privilege throughout this sorry chris but uh <laughs> i was literally like hold on now i'm sorry i'm so sorry i'm sorry uh but it just opens your eyes and it's great that it, you know it just came out and everything because the trial was really getting into it and you know like i said he just got convicted the dad of murdering the the wife and the son and uh he's sentenced to life with that but he also has a lot of uh investigations going on for um cheating out clients for money because he was an attorney so really good one definitely worth the watch and then another one is monique olivier accessory to evil so this goes to uh france where this guy was named as the most prolific serial killer in france and they found out his wife had been helping him with these murders and abductions that's not a toxic relationship Oh man, it's wild. I don't can't. Even, I don't even feel right getting into like the details on the podcast. But um, definitely do not watch if you have, you know, trigger warnings or anything like that. Like just definitely not a not an easy one to watch when you find out all the details and how she assisted him with these abductions and murders. It's wild. 
And for the two that you've listed, where can you watch them? Ah, Netflix. All three of these you can see on Netflix. Gotcha. All Netflix. Um, and then the last one is The Volcano, The Rescue from Wakari. I think that's how you say it, if I remember right. But it's an active volcano in New Zealand that um, they knew was active, had been you know regularly erupting, just hadn't erupted in about three years. And they had people there when it erupted. So it talks about you know how it affected these people's lives. Um, the rescue mission to and from the after effects like because of that incident no one's allowed to go to the island still even you know scientists researchers nobody can go nobody's allowed to set foot on that island due to what happened and it's just wild to see that they let people there in the first place yeah, yeah. when they know it's an active volcano like like oh look it's all you know bubbling down here you can see it and they let people go and get that close and then when it erupts i mean all hell breaks loose so been just Damn. on a doc- documentary kick lately so that's hey man I, i've always said to myself watch more documentaries and oh, man, it'll happen eventually them. it's great but with that thank you miranda for oh, being yeah. here today it's been a lot of fun Ernest, where can the people find us so if you'd like to stay up to date with the show you can find us out here on all these social medias baby um we're out here on facebook instagram twitter tiktok all of those things i promise i'll make a tiktok soon don't you worry, your little heads. If you'd like to give us any feedback, and we do appreciate any and all of it, you can find us at lifehistorytelling at gmail.com. Um, we look forward to anything you can send us. Send our way. We appreciate y'all's support, and we love you. Love you very much. And we hope to continue loving you and hope that this doesn't turn into a toxic relationship of its own. Um, but we will be back this Wednesday going over the movie Elvis and then following that up with just some gaming news from the last week. Um, but we are going to be ending that episode with reviewing if anything has changed with our top 20 or top 10. God damn. Let's go. It's 2022. Give me all the homework. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to be reviewing our top 10 of 2022. See if anything's changed, see if anything's moved as we get into the weekend of the Oscars coming right up. But thank you all for hanging out. It's been a lot of fun. The whale's not that great. Have a great weekend.